0: If you acknowledge that you have, you know, an unhealthy coping mechanism, then it's kind of, okay, what is an alternative to this? Because everybody at the end of the day, we all need coping mechanisms and we all need to manage stress or sadness or anxiety, but then it's outside of food or cigarettes or alcohol. What else can I do to lift myself up and make myself happier? Attack Life, Not Others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Tim,
1: we have a very special guest back with us today, live on the podcast. Hello, Chelsea.
0: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back.
2: Glad to have you. I don't see you enough, so I I really am glad to have you on the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good to be here. What's on your mind? You have something uh, unique you want to talk about today.
0: Yeah, so today I would like to talk a little bit about mindful eating. So I think this is super important. I know that mindfulness in general is just an important topic because I think so often we're kind of mindlessly going through the motions. Um, But, you know, that also is very typical and common for us to mindlessly eat as well. Um, So that's just something that I wanted to address today, especially I think with the holidays coming up, we're constantly eating and, you know, constantly in the scenario of mindless eating. So yeah, just something that I wanted to touch on today to give you guys some tips and um, hopefully change some habits moving forward.
1: So when you say mindful eating, the first thing that comes to my mind would be maybe just eating slower, but there's probably a lot more to it than that, right?
0: Yeah. So there's actually, there's three important questions that we want to ask ourselves to help kind of promote um, some more deliberate and intentional eating. So the first question we want to ask is, why are we eating? And this is really important because, you know, usually you should be eating for hunger, right? Your body tells you you're hungry. This is why you should be eating food. But so frequently we find that we're eating for so many reasons outside of that. Um, You might be bored. You might be in front of the TV eating a bag of chips. You might be stressed from work. So it's more emotional eating, treating food as a reward. Um, This is something that I just kind of hear constantly when I'm talking to clients that they're really not eating because of hunger. They're eating for other factors outside of that. Um, So I think that what's really important just in any mindful scenario is just taking the first step to acknowledge why you're doing something, right? Because if you find that, you know, more often than not, you're eating because you're stressed or because you're bored or because you're sad or whatever it might be, that might be kind of a good, you know, way to realize maybe there's more of a a root or like a a trigger or cause for the deeper issue that might be going on, right?
2: Chelsea, it's amazing because this show is all about being mindful about our, or what we do, you know, and how we act and how we react. And it's, it's just parallel. I mean, it's, it's similar to everything we discuss about um, how we conduct ourselves, you know, and now you're talking about being, you know, a mindful person who puts their mind into the the, the habits of eating. It's almost like, why do we do a lot of our things? Why do we act this way? Why do we act that way? You know, it's amazing how this all comes together.
1: It also comes down to this, the way I see it as our friend, Bernie, Dr. Bernie always says you either reap the rewards or suffer the consequences and you can deny it if you want, but you are what you eat. It's that simple. Yeah. Garbage in, garbage exactly. out. If you don't feel well, if you don't have energy, if you're not motivated, if you procrastinate, you need that zest. You need that vitality in life. Yeah. And you can say, no, nah, I'll just have this candy bar or I'll just do this or I'll do that or I'll eat better tomorrow or next week I'll start eating better. It never gets here. If you don't do something different, nothing different happens.
0: Right. And I think too, that what I hear so frequently from people that when they ask themselves why they realize that it ends up just being kind of more habitual and more of like a vicious cycle. So I've talked to clients before that they say that after work, they look forward to stopping at the gas station and getting a Coke and a soft pretzel. And, you know, that's their general habit. And they kind of forget why they're even doing it. It's just what they're used to doing. So when you ask, you know, Maybe today you just skip going to the gas station and you change your habit and you change that vicious cycle. That's kind of the first step in, in you know, changing and creating better, healthier habits for yourself.
1: You know, I find it extra funny that you use the gas station story because <laughs> think about it. These same people go in a pump, you know, fill up their car with gas. If you put garbage gas in your car, your car is not going to run too well. Yeah, it's not going to you know. last very long. But yet they're there at the gas station buying garbage to eat. Yep, we exactly. don't we don't make that connection that like I think we're a little bit more body. important than our vehicles.
2: Chelsea, yep, I think you're right. the hardest question for you is how do you make old habits disappear? You know, I bumped into a friend of mine, he went in, did had open heart surgery and a lot of it was connected to smoking and six months ago he said, I stopped smoking. I said, Good for you, man, you know, good for you. The other day I, I see him and he's he's got a cigarette in his mouth and he put his head down because I mm-hmm. saw him. I said, what are you doing, And He said, I just can't, I'm just, I said, but you know the consequences. He says, I know, but he's like, I just can't do it. And I mean, I'm not there. So I don't want to criticize, but what brings, what brings us into you you say mindful and we are mindful and we do it for a little while. And I know from knowing you and talking to you that a lot of people don't have the commitment or the discipline to change.
0: So I think a lot of it too is, is really all about um, coping mechanisms everybody has one, right? So whether it's food or alcohol or drugs or cigarettes, it's kind of, you know, just like I I keep saying that acknowledgement is really the first step into making a change. So if you acknowledge that you have, you know, an unhealthy coping mechanism, then it's kind of, okay, what is an alternative to this? Because everybody at the end of the day, we all need coping mechanisms, and we all need to manage stress or sadness or anxiety. But then it's outside of food or cigarettes or alcohol, what else can I do to lift myself up and make myself happier? So we all know healthier coping mechanisms, going for a walk, getting in sunlight, meditating, calling a friend, all of these things work. You just have to do it. You know, you have to actually take action and move forward.
2: Chelsea, where did you learn all this stuff?
0: (laughs) Well, Did you get anything from me? (laughs) <laughs> so, I, counseling. You have,
1: I, I, I can answer this question because we just dove right in. Let me establish again. Chelsea is Tim's daughter, for those that have not heard Chelsea on the show before. She is a registered dietitian, a licensed dietitian nutritionist. She has a master's degree in human nutrition from Drexel University, an undergraduate degree in exercise science. She's wow. a black belt yes, in martial <laughs> arts, and she's just a cool young lady. And she has a great husband, she too. Is. And I guess your dad's yeah, okay. Thank
2: you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Now you got the package, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, you, you're here talking about it and, and you know, you always come home and you always look at me and say, dad, don't do that. Put that away. I said, put what away. I'm looking around. And, you need to pick that up. And by the way, every time she comes home, she brings some kind of nutritious package of something to do with my body. And I, I mean, I'm really, and my wife gets mad because our pantry is packed because Carol doesn't touch it. My wife doesn't touch it. I do. And she tells, she tells Chelsea, if you come home one more time with one more thing, you can't come home anymore because the whole thing is like boxed up with stuff that she tells me to drink or to do. And it, it's a cool thing having a daughter who knows this stuff because it is helping me. And I do feel so much better when she tells me to do this right, to do that right. So it's a, it's a smart I appreciate thing. it. Thank So you. what else about mindful
1: eating now? So we've got your intent, your purpose, the reason in which you're yep, doing it. Yeah, we got
0: the why. Yep. So then the next question is the what, is what we are eating. And again, like I know it probably sounds silly because we know that we're eating food. But again, it's one of those things you'd be surprised how many times I hear people say that they're in the office and they walk by and they grab a cookie or a donut or a muffin simply because it's there. Or they get home from work and they're really hungry, so they just go into the fridge and grab a cold slice of pizza simply because it's the first thing that they see. So it's really also then the next step is kind of taking a second to think about what it is that we're actually putting into our mouths before we just grab and eat without any thought behind it. Because I also hear so often from people that once they do have the muffin or the cookie or the cold piece of pizza, they realize afterwards that it maybe really wasn't even worth it or it really wasn't even that good. And they probably could have made a better, healthier choice. So it's that like, you know, five to 10 seconds before action to add some sort of thought behind what it is that you're doing. And so many times you'll think about, Oh, this, behind this cold piece of pizza is a Greek yogurt or a piece of fruit or some healthier leftover from the night before and that'll obviously sustain your body much better than empty calories or all of the added sugar that's not great for our body.
1: Okay, so we've got the why, the what, and there's one more element to it?
0: Yeah, then we've got the how, right? So how are we doing anything that we do? So I think this is kind of the biggest one that when we think of mindless that's a very you know that's the the term of how we're we're doing things if we're going through the motions not really paying attention to how how we're doing whatever it is that we're doing often people aren't really with food especially they're not really sitting down at a table and eating and paying attention to what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it and, and all of these questions right they're usually in front of their computer or at their desk or watching a TV or something like that. And when you have all of those distractions going on around you, now, you know, you're losing sight of actually enjoying your food or actually listening to whether or not your body is telling you that it's full. So now you're just kind of, you know, you're probably overeating. You're not really paying attention to, like, what it is that you're doing. I know that, you know, obviously we're all busy, everybody's busy, So it's unrealistic to be sitting at your table without any distractions around you for, you know, every single meal or snack that you eat. But even just kind of drawing attention to the how and saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to close my laptop for five minutes and just focus on my food and enjoy my food and then get back to my work. Again, that just gives a little bit more intent to what you're doing and, you know, making a little bit more of a deliberate decision.
2: A lot of our habits and things Chelsea's talking about um, are things that we've learned from our parents. The way we grew up, what we had in our house, what we ate, a lot of times carries over. A lot of those things carry over into your 20s and your 30s. And you wake up and you realize, you know, as Jody said um, a couple of episodes ago, this is our life. Not my parents' life, not my grandparents'. This is our life. This is my life. You're the one that's got to break the cycle. You're the one that's got to make, you know, that, that idea of eating healthy. Now, some of us, you get into the 30s and 40s, you get warning signs. This happened. Now, straighten out or something worse will happen. And then you get some indicators like, hey, I got to make some changes here. Um, it's not just about living. It's about quality of life. The grocery store is wide open. The selection is huge. But the choices are yours and they're minimal. The right choices. And what Chelsea's saying is be mindful about everything that you're doing, not just eating. And I think the biggest selling point that I have in my martial arts school is from the time they step in there to the time they leave. I have one word on my mind, and that's purpose. There's got to be a purpose for everything. Either you make the right or the wrong choices in that purpose. And that's what you're talking about.
0: Exactly.
1: Yep. And for those listening as well, Chelsea's business is Fuel for Thought Nutrition. She offers a variety of nutrition, wellness, and training plans customized for everyone's individual health goals. There is a link to Fuel for Thought Nutrition on the show notes for this episode.
0: Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. For more on our way of life through the martial arts, subscribe to our podcast, AttackLifeNotOthers.com.
1: This has been a Steve Mitman's social media creation. Creation,
0: creation. Steve
1: Mittman social media.com.